sits beside himself at a table near the window near the door. And I stop and think to myself, did he ever really want more? And did he laugh? Did he live? And did he love and forgive? Did he yell just as loud as he could? You're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie every Friday here on 1150 AM KKNW. I'll be introducing you to fascinating people, fun places to visit, and activities that are guaranteed to lift your spirits. You know I love that song. I love that man. I love that man, too. And we will have him later in the show, so stay tuned. Yes. And that would be who? Clip McEwen. Yeah. I am alive, and I'm playing that song for my first guest because we like to dance and sing and and scream. (laughs) I was kidding. You just can't. You're having a party. Oh, that type of scream. <laughs> and you're okay. expressing yourself. And you. Can, that's who I am. I was looking at my karaoke uh, stuff from the Naked City Brewery. Uh-huh. I used to host all that. My kids are up there singing with me and dancing. Now you host them out of your garage. Well, now I'm hosting them at my house all by myself. Oh, same thing. Hey, party <laughs> uh, for one. That's okay. I do. I'm thankful to be in the studio because it'd be so easy right now to stay on Southwood, be and hibernate, and just not leave. But I'm I'm doing this thing called the art of visiting. And today I'm going to visit uh, Dina from Ottoman Trading Company from Bothell Country Village. I haven't seen her in eight years. It was her birthday this week, so I reached out to her on Facebook. And I'm going to go sit with her and just banter and have a nice conversation. Uh, spend some time with my grandkids and, you know, see people, the people that I can see. Stay safe, of, of course, but 
people um, that are by themselves, you know, uh, need somebody to converse with. Mm -hmm. And so I'm by myself. You know, I live on the island alone, so I'm going to do some visiting today. And about eight weeks ago, I had a man on my show, and I we did I do pre-interviews, and, and we talk for a little bit, but we talk so much, and it lifted my spirit so much. After the show, I reached out to him, and we've been talking ever since, once a week, and I'm calling it the art of visiting. And remember, we make new friends, but keep the old. One is silver, the other's gold. So I have a new friend, and of course, uh, Clint McEwen has been with me forever. Probably the first place I ever got on stage to uh, promote my book was at Soul Food Coffee House, and he owned it, him and his wife. So it's it's going to be a memory lane for me. And also, uh, I'm really excited to uh, have Anthony Mann, a PhD, an author of the book, Lucas and the Game of Chance, back on the show. Good morning, Anthony. Good morning. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much. <laughs> you know, it's every week when I, uh, well, one, I look forward to the phone call. But I also feel so, um, my heart feels full after we talk. And I think that's the prescription, you know, is to, to keep your heart open and be able to, around people you can talk to and freely express yourself. Uh, so uh, let, first of all, if the listeners weren't listening to the, the last show, can you let the listeners know a little bit about yourself? Oh, boy. Well, where do I begin? Um, I, <laughs> I grew up in New Jersey. <laughs> I um, left New Jersey to go to a Catholic uh, seminary and then followed by a Catholic monastery. And that's where I started growing up because I, I, I had been pretty much um, senseless before that. And uh, when I got into this uh, Catholic mode, um, they told me that I had a brain and I should use it. And so here I was, you know, I thought, I, I really, how did this all happen? And so it was a wonderful experience because, I mean, not only spiritually, um, and I'm, I'm no longer in the Catholic Church. I mean, I believe, I believe the Catholic Church is a good place to be for some people. I moved away from that. But at that point, I really needed the discipline. And uh, the silence was absolutely golden. I had spent a lot of my time being funny and um, being a little out of hand. And in high school, the nuns used to move me out of the room and put me in the hallway because I was just a jittery mess. And so, you know, I, I learned how to be calm, calmer, you know, and uh, it, it was a wonderful experience. And so from there, um, once I, le I left that world of, the, of Catholicism, I, I found myself, um, in a teaching situation in New Jersey, uh, it was the first year of Head Start, and someone needed an assistant, and I needed money. I was broke when I got out of the Catholic world, and so I took that job, and I spent the summer with a fantastic uh, African-American teacher in what was Head Start, which was like this wonderful program for kids, pre preschool program for kids. And I awakened to education and I saw what you could possibly do. And so um, after taking a short break uh, in theater, studying for an MFA, uh, I wanted so much to be an actor and then realized that I would probably starve for about three years and then have one role for a couple of months and then starve again. <laughs> and by this point I had a son 
and he was growing up and he needed things like sneakers, clothes, food. And so I realized that I had to get a steady job. And so I, but I loved acting and I loved studying improvisation. That is my, that's my shtick. Improvisation, you know, it, it was fantastic. Um, and I also studied dance for a while because I, I wanted to be a dancer in a family where that was not, it was a very traditional Italian family and men, boys do not dance uh, professionally. I mean, we dance around the Tarantella table uh, at Christmas time, but as far as studying dance, my father was a boxing referee and he trained boxers and he we used to take me there to the training places and I would shudder to think that he wanted me to have my head banged like that. Uh, I never, I, I just had a hard time with it. And that's not to say I didn't respect my father. My father was also a sports journalist. And I think a lot of the, um, the, 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 the sense of writing came from him uh, as I learned later. So, and that's, you know, and that one thing led to another and there I was, I, you know, I, I was in a, I was at the University of Iowa of all places and I was studying the MFA and then I realized, wait, I needed something more sub substantive. And so I did this PhD business. Ah! <laughs> oh, oh, the pain, the pain, <laughs> you know, and um, it was just not nonstop. Uh, using your brain I was so into my brain at that point that I thought it was like it was like the rest of my body didn't exist you know it was it was, I felt like like a one of those those puppet things remember I, I compared it to the Wizard of Oz the, the wizard <laughs> <laughs> that's what PhD looks to me <laughs> looks like yeah, that yeah. yeah in a way you know and and I mean yes I did learn and yes I, I was able to you know get some good jobs afterwards but it was it was uh it was a lot of work, a lot of head work, and um, that's so. That's that's where it was. And then, of course, I spent. Um, I, the way I look at it is by whether I was in a classroom or whether I was teaching courses in drama or whether I was teaching kids improvisation, whatever. For forty-seven years, point five of my life, I was an educator, and um, you know, I. I think I, I think I did it pretty well. I tried, you know, I really worked on it even to the, even to the last few months in the summer of whenever I retired, I was still writing lesson plans. You know, I never gave up on it. I realized that it was a creative act in its own right teaching and it needed to be um, praised in that way. And so I held on and then I'm now writing books for children. Well, I have to say, through all of our, our, our discussions and stuff, it's funny because I, some, some of the things you just said I did not know, but you went off and bought my book. So then I had to do your chart. I got into that spiritual <laughs> stuff with you, and we've been having a lot of fun with it. But, man, your chart says actor, dancer, entertainer. <laughs> and like, I'm like, dang. And then even when you, you pulled, we did a, a reading on uh, FaceTime or whatever, Man, ex exactly. And I wouldn't have not known that about you. I, I know, to me, you're kind, gentle, and fascinating. But it was that whole acting thing. And, and you said you wanted to be a dancer. But no, in your chart, it's it's all about that. And, and you're Leo, and you've got that uh, m multiple uh, signs in, in Gemini, and lots of fire in your chart. So no wonder you got in trouble when you were younger. How can you contain that? 
<laughs> oh, I wish I could go back and tell the nuns that, that they could, they could forgive me. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you're going to love this. I do. I did chakra readings with two uh, nuns here. Uh, it was in Stanwood at Quiet Light Candles. <laughs> I just thought because they're not going to listen to you back then. But the nuns that I, I know, they actually got a chakra reading with me. But oh, yeah, it does. It does help to know who you are and what you came here to do. I mean, that's that's really important, right? Mm, please. And that's well, what, I mean, you know, as far as your book goes, you see what I do. I, I st- I'm studying it. And I, I've got that one paragraph where, where I go back to it about three or four times. And I'm thinking this there's a found poem in here. I'm going to I'm going to make a found poem. I haven't done one of those in about 10 years, but I just love that paragraph. Do you want to uh, share it? Because this is the we've been talking about all kinds of things. But when you bought the book. And you, um, I'm reinventing myself because of, you know, COVID and everything. I can't get in groups, small groups, like I like to teach my class, have dinner. So I'm reinventing myself. And you've been helping me so much by reading my book and and helping me see it from a different perspective. And also the the fact that you value it. Anthony, you're you're a goddess sent. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. So so are you. I mean, I, but I, the paragraph I'm talking about is on page 20. It's called Colors and Chakras. And it starts to, to, to understand the chakras and their related colors. I use a tree as a metaphor. And as soon as you started talking about the tree, that, that sent me off, you know. And I, 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 some of the images I have in my mind are very bizarre, you know, and that probably not. But, but just taking some of the richness of that language emerging from the ground through rich red and brown soil. Your stable brown trunk. Protected by orange bark. Supple, 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 yet strong. Mm. The yellow sun, the yellow sun shining down on the tree for growth that lead to bright green foliage. Oxygenating, oxygenating the air. I'll stop there. I can't go on. This is, this is costly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you are. That's the Leo <laughs> on stage. Yeah, you know, and I, I mean, I just, I'm going to do the, the sun-drenched leaves reaching toward the bright blue sky. This is, you know, this is a dance. And I mentioned Merce Cunningham. Some people will know about him. Some people won't. He was a radical dancer, choreographer. And what he did was he said he he left Martha Graham's studio and her her world and said, I don't want to do story dance. I want to do abstract. And so some people look at his stuff and go, ugh. Other people like me, I just go, well, I was born too late. I want to be in your company. <laughs> well, anyway, yeah. that's the paragraph. And, and that whole uh, being around people, you can express yourself and be creative and be authentic. You know, you're go- if you are authentic, you're definitely doing nothing the person next to you is doing. Right. Sure. It's got to be you. And, and I think that's why I like I picked the I am alive song for us uh, because I used to be too colorful or t- I talk too much or whatever. I had a lot to say. <laughs> That's what I like to do. I like to converse. And that probably is my favorite thing is to have a really nice conversation with someone who's open minded, whose heart is open. And, and we just we just go back and forth like we're, we're dancing or playing a, a, a nice game of volleyball or something or, you know, um, and then 
So you've been learning the chakras. What's, what's your take on what you've been learning about the chakras? Well, I think it all goes, to me, it all goes back to the, the title of your book, Our Energy Matters, The Art of Crystal Reading. I didn't know about this, you know, and so the idea that I can associate myself with certain elements is very illuminating, you know, and as you talk through this with me, I feel like um, I'm learning new things about myself. And uh, when I, when I choose one, one time we talked and I was choosing some crystals and you were able to respond, you know, uh, to that and tell me a little bit about some of those choices and what that reflected in my personality or in my being, my soul, um, you know, and so it was, uh, it's been, it's been very enlightening. And uh, I keep, you know, I'm, tr I, it's, it's not easy to sometimes to understand. I mean, I really have to spend some time, you know, under going over it again, you know, like, I mean, I'm, I, I, the, the part that when you talk about colors, it was like, I, I started reading through those and some of them I thought, oh, wow, I, I can see myself doing, there I am, I'm orange, you know, or, you know, wh whatever color, gr green is healing, peace, pink, yellow, you know, and then I, I, I started looking at, um, you know, what, where, where I fit in some of, some of this. And so I had to stop for a while and, and break away and go for a walk. <laughs> it's a lot of information, that's for sure. And, and I think what was really sweet is that you were, you were bringing up parts of the book I totally forgot about. And I'm just trying to playfully, because it started as a kid's game, explain kind of what comes through to me, to other people, which is using your throat chakra. But uh, you had it was a uh, blocked chakras two open and and closed and I had Steve stuck and Samantha sympathetic and uh, Henry Harry heartless but it would just go into why this person's chakra was closed and then it, it makes sense so I'm gonna read one can I I think so you do the heartless one let's do oh Kathy Kathy Chatter loves to talk she calls her friends and can speak to them for hours on the phone. She likes to gossip about her friends and neighbors. She knows she does it, but she just can't stop herself. Her husband doesn't talk much. She complains about her husband constantly to her family while he is in the room. Kathy felt ignored by her parents when she was younger. They had a lot of family problems and didn't have time for chit-chat. There was no communication in the home unless it was to criticize. Kathy has a fifth chakra that is too open. So usually that's because a chakra is closed. So maybe she got her feelings hurt so many times that her heart is closed. So her throat is open, way too open. And maybe she saw things in the home that she didn't want to see. So her brow chakra is closed. So like a, a hose that's kinked with her, yeah. what she saw and what she felt. Now yeah. she just talks all day and really doesn't say anything, you know? Yeah. Oh, gosh. But that was a, just thank you because I, you know, and then I have to say that one part that I, really love about the book that I got is the uh, it was page 13 and how the lower chakras are the mosh pit of emotions. It's, it's the physical world and seeing things from a, I want to say a lower perspective, but the upper chakras seeing things from a higher perspective, like equanimity. So if I come from a very high place, I look down and go, well, we're here to learn something. What is this teaching me? Why is that person in my life? Instead of taking it personally and, and getting angry or, 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 or taking sides and fighting with one another, we're actually like at school, right? So the professor is looking down going, ah, oh, this is the perfect lesson for this person at this time. Well, I, I mean, that, that's exactly, that, 
that places me then in a, in a, in such a great place because then you um, I gave, I would give you in our conversations I would give you examples of uh, my responses to cer- to certain people you know because of something I was reacting to what I thought was their lack of sensitivity you know but then but then to put it in a, in a different framework of where all right so what what am where did where did that feeling come from was what is that something that happened to me when I was growing up you know um, and when I think about it I think about my father's disappointment constantly because he really wanted me to be a great sports figure and I I couldn't do it you know I mean I I remember I tried out for football in high school I was so bad that the coach and I wish I could have told him to well I'm not going to say that <laughs> express yourself the coach the coach would kick the football and make me run and catch it <laughs> to embarrass me, you know, mm-hmm. and I was devastated, you know, because here I was the superhero of the school. I mean, everyone loved me. I graduated wittiest and most popular. <laughs> <laughs> There's your chart again. <laughs> there it is, you know, and, and so, you know what I mean? The thing is deep down inside, I was very hurt though, because my father was so disappointed in me and my, and also my brother, um, you know, so it, it, a lot of, I think of the uh, lack sometimes my lack of confidence or uh, whatever blocks me from believing in myself, especially as a writer, uh, you know, I, I'm very hesitant um, to, I, and, and I'm very hesitant when, when to, to even identify myself as a writer, which is so strange, you know, because I have these award-winning books, but I, I, it's, I can't, I can't say it sometimes, you know, because I feel like I don't belong in that league. I'm not worthy enough, you know, but, but I'm working on it and, the, and working with you and identifying some of these blockages is powerful. You know, and I, I, I tell everybody, I, I think everybody should know that, you know, that's listening to us because I'm a prime example of an old guy who's awakening to a new reality you know, of uh, where, where I might fit and what I should believe in myself. Um, so it's, it's very powerful. And it's been amazing. And I, I'm just quickly go down the chakras. You're supposed to go up, but I, I like to teach them um, top down, I guess, top down. Uh, the crown chakra. So that's your, your connection to something higher than yourself. And that's when you look up and you kind of uh, see things uh, bright and, and cheery. So you look up. And then you start painting pictures in your your brow chakra, which is your third eye. And then you you paint a picture of, like, I want to eat ice cream. I don't know why I use that all the time because it's so easy. Uh, I'm going to do, uh, gosh, the stuff my son got me the other day was so good. But then I start imagining it in my third eye. And then I can actually hear myself saying, well, I have to go to the store. Maybe um, I can go. Do, you're talking to yourself, right? Yeah, and yeah. then then the inner voice, if it's really wise, it'll say, why don't you go to the certain store? It'll just pop into your head. And when you get there, it's on sale or you run into your best friend. But that's your intuition. Then your throat chakra, if it's used wisely, you go to the checkout place. You know, you talk to your friend, you buy some grocery or your groceries and your ice cream and you, you get home and you're like, you know, I really deserve this today. I love myself so much. I'm just going to sit down and have some ice cream, which I did the other day. It was amazing. Woodby Island uh, ice cream. So anyways, so I love myself and, I'm, and then I get to the. Uh, power chakra is where you're actually opening the ice cream and you're physically eating it and then maybe the sacral chakra which is um in your hip area that's where you share it with your your spouse or your your partner or your friend and then the root chakra is when you throw the paper away or you know you throw the the container away so 
you basically have an idea, you go through the steps, and then you manifest. But let's say you don't think you deserve it, right? Maybe you talk yourself out of it, or maybe you get to the grocery store the wrong one because you talked yourself into going to the other one, and the lines are too long. It's just kind of weird, but the chakras get closed when, over time, maybe the crown chakra gets closed because we were up uh, that bring of a, a really heavy religious uh Dogma? Can I say that word? I don't think I've ever used it. But it weighs on us, right? And when I was a child, when I looked up at church and I saw Jesus bleeding on the cross, it did not make me want to have my third eye open. It made me want to smack my third eye a lot. So it was really hard for me. But those chakras get closed over time, and it's conditioning whether you're watching the news or you feel hopeless or things just aren't, aren't – you're not looking up anymore. And then when you cease to um, listen to your intuition, which is your throat chakra – it's the chakra that says to get on the dance floor. And then you're like, but everyone's going to make fun of me. <laughs> you know, that's what your intuition usually says. So if you listen to your intuition and you, you, you're hopeful and, and you, you're visual, then you can get into your heart chakra where you say, I love myself so much. I, I'm going to dance. I'll dance alone. I don't care. And then again, the power chakra is when you're on the floor dancing and you just have such a good time. Again, we get to the sacral is when someone sees you dancing, looks at how happy you are, and then just starts dancing side by side, you know. And then when the dance is over, which is your root chakra, the next time you go out again, you're not so afraid to do those things. But, like, again, things get shut down over time. So little things like doing something you're afraid to do or listening to your intuition or, or hanging around with people you can actually talk about your hopes and dreams and ideas, that's how they start to open. And so through the whole eight weeks, I guess we've been talking, magic is happening for me, too, because when I'm talking with you, we're, we're going back and forth, and, and it just brings more life into our, our chakras, our, our instruments, what we play every day, right? Oh, absolutely. But I think the thing that you keep reminding me of, which is, uh, and, and I talked to you about this the last time, I think, is that our last conversation, is that um, uh, the idea of self-love is so is so radically uh, difficult for me sometimes to get, grasp because that's not at all what I was learning in that monastery uh, and, or seminary. I was, you know, I was in the seminary first and then I was in the monastery where we talked one hour a day, a half hour at lunch, a half hour at dinner. And the whole idea was how could you beat yourself up? and talk about how evil and sinful you were. And I told you about, I better not mention his name, but he was the rector. And every Saturday he came in to the, to the community hall where we did a lot of studying, et cetera. And he gave us a lecture and was always fire and brimstone to the point that one time he slammed the door after saying, you have crucified him and you are crucifying me. And he slammed the door and the glass blew out of it. And I, we, we all looked around and then we started laughing because it was so absurd, but at the same time, indelible, you know? So, it, so I'm, I keep working on it. It's, it's the, uh, it's a, it's kind of like a, a, a massive stone on my shoulders or whatever. Mm -hmm. And um, I think what's helping me a great deal is meditation. And uh, listening to the the Zen Buddhists, the the, the people who are into uh, you know living faithfully to uh, your op opening your mind, opening your heart, etc. 
it's, it gets better. It does, you know, and, and it's uh, my, mindful, mindful living has been helping me, you know, to awaken to how, how important I am in the universe. <laughs> and I always say mindful lessness. <laughs> <laughs> less ne- less full in your mind um and and we were um talking too about i teach reiki one and two reiki two is when you learn how to uh pray for yourself and energy you give to other people so the energy you focus on love and light to other people but the only person you really have control over in this world if you even have that is yourself and so i the lights turned on in my life when i realized i could pray for myself you know, I even have prayers I've, I've seen written from like 20 years ago where I never asked, not just, I wasn't asking for things. But now I wake up and I count my blessings, uh, what I'm thankful for, which I'm so thankful for so many things right now. But also uh, my intentions for the, the day is to stay in the present moment, you know, have a nice radio show, uh, spend time with my friends and family, increased good health, that kind of stuff. But to set my intentions, which is my prayers for me. Right. And we weren't able to pray for ourselves. Are you praying for yourself now? Do you think? I'm getting much. Well, yeah, because you I have a card that you you told you you suggested. Like a good mentor, you said in the morning. Name five things that you're thankful for and also your intentions for the day. And I think that that's helping me a great deal of ground myself in the reality of the day you know and not uh i guess one of the things is it's not not to become totally overwhelmed by too much stuff clean clearing up and i'm reading from you clearing up energy removing blockages and opening closed chakras can allow energy to flow more freely through the body and that that but I, but I think it's healing energy for me, you know. Well, it's just like a, a musician. I just thought I am an artist. I'm a musician because we all are. We all have these chakras. And when they're in tune, we just play a better song. You know, it just sounds better. We feel better. Uh, life is more magical. But when we have that block like Kathy Chatter, you know, things just don't seem, we feel frustrated and, 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 and confused. And so just little tiny things. And I did come up with this guided imagery. I'm going to bring it up real quick because it works. I basically will have something pop into my mind and it's a, I'm replaying something. Let's say I'm replaying something from my childhood or something that someone did to me. And, and we did this while I was walking down the road one day. Uh, and you basically go to um, where you feel it in your body. So if I'm thinking about traffic today or whatever, where do I feel it? So I might feel it in my third eye. So all of a sudden I hit my head because I don't want to see it. Okay, what does it feel like? It feels like um, a bowling ball. It feels like a heavy black bowling ball, and I feel angry. Let's just say that's what I see in my mind's eye when I think of traffic. So now I take that bowling ball. Remember I told you I, I rolled it into the ocean the other day, and a, a, a whale ate it and became... It became, it became fertilizer for the sea. I don't know, but I got rid of it, right? So the, that's just one weird thing I did. But it's visualizing and it's imagining and you're getting rid of that block in your third eye. So then I have an empty space right there on my forehead. And what would I like to see? Like right now I can see Seattle. It is beautiful. Look, Benny, <laughs> it's beautiful. You can actually see the sun shining on Seattle. When I got here, it was gray. So I would focus on the sunshine, um, seeing something clearly in my third eye, um, the color yellow and something bright and beautiful. And then I would breathe that color in and bring it throughout my body. 
But it's just wow. something like when you're in the middle of the night and you cannot sleep, if you can actually just do that one little exercise and it, and it makes you feel lighter, it opens up that chakra and then you, you let it go, right? Just let it go. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's a gift. Um, the, I, I think um, concentrating on that, you know, and allowing yourself to, to move through that kind of, of positivity um, can sustain you can sustain me. <laughs> like that day at the labyrinth, they said, why don't you lay on the ground and see the world in a new perspective? Because I was literally seeing things from a different, I was getting down. I was getting depressed and I was focusing on things I have no control over. So as soon as I laid down, I saw the blue sky and the clouds floating by. And I also saw some trees. It just all went away. You know, that, I, yeah, I, I just, wrote, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I just wrote about that because uh, I, I belong to an organization where you create these these parts of your story every week and you, you write a little narrative beforehand. And so she asked about inspiration and I said, oh, no, I don't sit around waiting for inspiration. If I did, I'd be dead. You know, I mean, I, 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 can't, I would never get anything done. I said, but what happens to me is in my morning run, I do a run walk. Even this old guy does a run walk. And it's, I, I just get a power thing about this, but the most important thing is the inspiration that's given me because I see patterns of nature. I see, I see, I, I live on this eight acres and I, I'm walking the paths. I'm seeing the sun glinting. I'm seeing, I, I'm, I'm watching leaves falling right now, but the, but I'm, I'm looking at these patterns and I'm saying, oh, that's it. That's my, that's the story. That's, that's my story. That's, that's, that's Vasilis. He's 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 waking up. And I so I went back and I started writing that I, I was stuck and I couldn't figure it out. But nature gave me the inspiration to put him in the lighthouse where his father and mother are raising him on this island somewhere. And he's 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 seeing he's looking out. And all of a sudden I realized, oh, my, I was so I was so empowered by this because I realized that he's looking out and he's seeing these these ships go by out to the sea. And he's saying, that's what I want to be. I want to be either a merchant on a ship. I want to be a sailor. I want to be something related to the sea because the sea gives me such strength, you know. So that's my inspirational talk for today. And, uh, and Dawn, we were talking about Dawn and then the sun coming up. But the lighthouse, everything in your book, Lucas and the Game of Chance, kind of brought me closer to you because I saw it as a man's uh, inner child spiritual journey towards himself. Wonderful, Jeez. <laughs> that's how I see your book, and I and, and the serpent, and, and it's just it's it's much bigger than you know. Anyways, everybody has a story inside them, and everyone needs to be uh, expressing that to the rest of the world. That's who we are. That's what we came here to to do. And yeah, you and I both go out into the woods every day or most days, and that's that's where we find our church. Really, that's it. Oh, absolutely. And I'm so thankful. And, you know, I'm look when I look out my window, just to mention something in brief, my friend who owns this cabin I live in, this is a log cabin built in 1928. I look out there and there's a, 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 a figure of Christ, huge metal figure of Christ up against a tree that my friend purchased from a priest who wanted to change the top of his church from Christ to something else. So he, the parishioners did not like this at all. And I think someday they're going to come and take him away. <laughs> but I look out when I'm writing, I look out and I see that Christ figure. So 
I'm, I just say, look, I, I, I'm, thank you so much. You know, th thanks a lot. And thanks for nature and thank you know, and it's like these little moments that some people would say, that sounds really corny. That's weird. And I go, Oh no, <laughs> it's my blessing. And it's my inspiration. Amen. In spirit. That's where we want to stay. That's where we want to be. And then we want to manifest that that into a physical form. I call it heaven on earth. And that's what we came here to do. And that's why if you tune up your chakras, life gets better all the time. So, Anthony, I could talk to you forever, but we will be talking on Wednesday again, right? I hope so. <laughs> we will. I look forward to it. So what's your website if people want to reach out to you? Uh, Anthony Manna. That's M-A-N-N-A. AnthonyManaBooks.com. So the prescription this week is to pick up the phone and give someone a call and have a nice conversation. I'm calling it the art of visiting. Let's do that. <laughs> awesome. All right, Anthony, I'll talk to you this week. You're listening. Thank you so much. You're listening to Lift Your Spirit. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Are you feeling blocked? Are you frustrated or confused? If so, take some time to stop and step off the treadmill so you can receive the guidance and the support you need to take your life in a new direction. A client of mine called me a personal trainer for the body, the mind, and the spirit, and she added, Dina Marie does not heal you, she gives you the tools you need to heal yourself. If you're ready for a change, I'm here for you. In person, our phone sessions are available by appointment. Visit dina-marie.com to connect with me today. Need a day away? Indulge yourself in a sanctuary of rest at the Seaside Spa and Salon, located in historic waterfront Coopville on beautiful Whidbey Island. Seaside Spa and Salon specializes in organic spa treatments. Their goal is to create a place for you to regain balance and to uplift your spirits. Check out their website for information on spa packages and gift certificates. Visit SeasideSpaAndSalon.com or like them on Facebook to plan your day away today. Tired of pain relievers that do not work? At Resonant Botanicals, they believe in natural solutions, in relieving pain and anxiety. They make handcrafted hemp oil lotions and creams that relieve pain, calm the mind, relax the body, and induce a restful night's sleep naturally. Resonant Botanicals is a family-owned business with a passion for using the best plant-derived organic ingredients you can buy with confidence with their 100% money-back guarantee. To see all that they have to offer, visit ResonantBotanicals.com today. Lift your spirits with us every Friday at 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. on 1150 a.m. KKNW Seattle. We will be introducing you to fascinating people, fun places to visit, and activities are guaranteed to lift your spirits. Miss a show? No worries, you can visit 1150kknw.com and click on our archive page or like Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie on Facebook for upcoming guests and events. To contact me, Dina Marie, visit dina-marie.com. Thank you so much for listening. No other station delivers this much variety. Alternative Talk 1150. I am alive.
Thank you for joining us this morning. We're going to visit another island, not Whidbey, not Kauai, but we're going to Orcas Island. And joining us this morning is Clint McEwen. Good morning, Clint. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's nice I, to be here. I so love seeing your face right now. Thank you, Zoom. <laughs> I know. It's good to see your face, my friend. Gosh. Yeah, uh, nice to be here this morning. So give everyone an update. How did you get on Orcas? <laughs> sure. Same way anyone gets on Orcas, which is, I think, a magic carpet. <laughs> is how people get out here. <laughs> Unlimited miles. Yeah. Right. One of you my know, I grew up. I grew up uh, coming out in, in with my family out to Orcas and camping and stuff like that, and and spent uh, my early years in my twenties living out here, and just moved back here with my family a year ago, and it's been uh, just wonderful. Orcas is a magical little island and especially in this time of change and uh um pandemic and all sorts of it's it's a good safe place to be where where more than listening to the news we trust each other as neighbors and so it's a good place to stay rooted and in east sound is the same vibe vibe as south would be to me and that's where i would uh, yeah. always visit Go to um, Moran State Park, swim in, in the lakes there, uh, go up yeah. to the top of that mountain, Mount Constitution. But yeah, uh, I, yeah. I came out this summer and it uh, swam in Mountain Lake up there mm-hmm. for Babs mm-hmm. Memorial. And it's and it's also, I like it. I was hoping to see you, but I forgot about the Wi-Fi or the, the phone <laughs> coverage. It does not work. So I missed you that trip. But that's the, the beauty of it, too. I think when you get there... You check out, you know. You have to. Yeah. It's lovely. Yeah, that's the that's the beauty of Orcas. It's another uh, another realm or another spot. That it's on on slow island time, and yeah, there's something about this this island that knows that you're here when you get here, and uh, yeah, it's just uh, magical. And we've been spending all summer uh, farming or. Um, gardening and and tended to the land that we're on and and that's been really good i've got uh four daughters three of them are little who live here with me one's in college so but the three little ones have been running feral all summer long playing on the island it's been really good well and i was saying make new friends and keep the old but you opened the coffee shop soul food and you know before i even had you on the show today again i remember all the events all the music all the family hanging out and yeah. dancing and, and and eating food and uh just the, the things gosh yeah. i i feel i feel super blessed and and you know i was going through some rough times and i called you right when this yeah. pandemic thing happened and i wasn't mm-hmm. seeing things i wasn't seeing what i had i wasn't seeing things and this this pandemic has taught me that my family i'm gonna cry Darn it. Mm-hmm. My family and my friends um, mm-hmm. and a, a good life in nature and being close to Mother Nature is priceless, you know? Yeah. Boy, if anything, there's so many silver linings to this last year. One is that we now have to choose to, to only be close to the people that we will live or die for. Um, our little bubbles that we are in, we can't live alone. You know, we, we can't be without people. We need to have our, our, our little tribe or our little bubble, our little group. And and so means more. And and I've, I've loved that. 
actually. And I am missing music very, very much. And when we were talking the other day, it's like I'm recreating the way I do Reiki. I'm recreating the way I would do a class. I'm recreating what I would do, you know, with four or five people close to yeah. me, strangers in a room. Because I do miss, even when you go listen to music, we're all strangers. And at the end of the night, we are sharing something bigger than ourselves, right? Um, yeah. So what, what what are you doing right now? Uh, some music lessons? Or I knew you did a concert. Sure. Sure. Yeah, my I've been playing uh, in a band with my sister Grace McCune and Joel Gamble, a good friend of ours, and so we've been able to continue to uh, get together and play and write. And uh, just did a uh, online concert at the Orcas Center here, which is a beautiful venue, and. Uh, and yeah, redefining what it means to be a musician in 2020 when we can't go into a room of people and and get everyone to be friends. And boy, that is such a, I, I miss that so terribly. It's part of how I breathe is that ability to, to take the songs that I have and go out and, but like with all artists, there's an ebb and a flow that the tide and the, the seasons of what it means to be an artist. And right now we're taking that time to write and to dive deeper. And I, I believe when live shows are, are back, we will have a round of such new music from all of our favorite artists, mm -hmm. from being able to cocoon like this and, and self-discover and go inward to find out what are the next songs? What are the songs we need right now to get through, through this? And, and so that's, that's what I've been doing. Plus lessons, online lessons. And then, uh, my gaggle of little daughters and, <laughs> and their friends, they're all now in a band and teaching them all instruments. And so that's been, that's been inspiring to see. Wow. Awesome. And I have to say, I listened to your concert while I was on the beach, <laughs> you know, you Yay! and your sister and Joel. Yay, and good. It was, it was, it was, that's the one thing, like I go out to dinner with my son and someone's, um, has a concert and I just put it as background music and we're listening to it. Yeah. And so th there's that and like re reinventing and being more creative and, and also, you know, again, I feel more than ever when music starts again, again, in person, we yeah. are going to value our storytellers. We're going to value that time, which we we were taking a little bit for granted, you know, that we could walk in and not for sure. pay for music, which I know how much goes into writing a song. And not only just producing the album, but then you had to show up with all your equipment and tear down and take down, whatever. It's so much work for us to enjoy that, that time. So I yes. valued you guys forever, but now I think maybe the rest of the world will too. I, I like thinking about that like that too. I think that is true. Being able, we were uh, taking it for granted. You know, uh, it's, it's the joke with musicians um, that oftentimes you just the, just the ability to play at a place and being able to, now I hope when things come back since we've been so starved from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there'll be a new appreciation. When musicians have to to pay to play, <laughs> you know, when they have yeah. to actually pay to play, there's the system's gone wrong. It's wrong because right. I know now that our tribe, our small communities, 
being around nature and, and, and having a storyteller. And, you know, this is tribal. This is, you know, you say soul food tribe. Yeah. This is tribal. Mm-hmm. When you have someone uh, telling a story and you're all engaged, that's another thing. We're engaged. Yeah. When you're in front of a computer and you're at home watching Netflix, I'll say it, you are not engaged. Not with other people right. and not with, with really the, the entertainer in front of you. It's, it's, it's hypnotizing. And it's, I'm, I'm hoping some of us are yeah. waking up. I just know we are. Yeah. Well, in, in this last year, it is so easy to see what we are in lack, you know, and what is being taken away or what we don't have. But the abundance is still around us. And if we can channel into that, then there's a way through, you know, and, and I've always believed that artists in, in specific, you know, you give an artist uh, all the paint, uh, a clean canvas, all the time that they would need to do their art and it's going to be hard uh but if you give an artist um just the color red no palette say they can't use their hands and they've got to be done in an hour (laughs) then all of a sudden art flourishes it flourishes because there is some force coming this way while the creative got it got to push against it and that that push and pull or that that's where really good creativity happens. And that's where we are right now. I love and that. I love that. I love that because I am missing music, but I'm also missing my hands on healing and teaching people how to converse with energy yeah. and not their throat chakra, right? And just be in a right. room for two hours and get to know the person from a whole different energy because you're silent yeah. and you're in their yeah. aura. So I'm missing all that. And so I had a friend out of the blue text me and say, hey, I'd like you to teach my sister Reiki on Zoom. I'm like, uh. Anyways, my son gives me a new computer. Faye Wiedenhoff is helping me with Zoom. Nice. And then she's a massage therapist. So I'm going to have her and her sister do Reiki 2, or Reiki 1 in Arizona. So uh-huh. I will teach, but she'll have the hands-on experience with another person. You know, because she has the table. So here I'm trying to yeah. red paint, no hands. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> How Be am I going to do it? With the wig. Yep. So, Absolutely. And, and having, Good art comes from that. Yeah, and having Anthony in my life kind of like bring parts of my book back to me. I'm going to teach new classes, classes I never even dreamed of teaching. So, yes, yeah. it's so essential that we get back into our yeah. creative juices, look up, get inspired again in this time. This is what we need is inspiration. We need to let our right spirits now. drive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we've just gotten a, a big boost over the last week with decisions made as a country. And to see also um, how, how divided we are and, and uh, how, how, uh, how we've forgotten and we, we believe we're divided between these red and blue dots, you know? But the truth is, is it's, it's all of us or none of us, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's gonna take that inspiration, those songs, and that uh, rethinking of how we connect with each other to, to, to really come together and do the work that's ahead of us to do. Well, Anthony has me rereading my book, and we are a part of the body. And I don't care what you call it, we're all a part of this, yeah. this body, uh, God yeah. or energy. And when one of us is hurting, we're all hurting. So. You know, hold someone's hand today, (laughs) smile at somebody, give somebody a call you haven't talked to, do something just because it feels good, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I believe the biggest revolutional act is uh, kindness. And we can smile at the stranger 
you know, through our masks, mm -hmm. we can reach out and, uh, to the people that we know and love and, and connect in. Yeah, that's what we need right now. All we need is love. <laughs> I can't sing, but it's all good. Well, you know, I also I started the year off with doing a show here in the studio for somebody else. And it was she goes, what do you see for, you know, 2020? I said, well, it's like a roller coaster ride, you know. You hear that yeah. clink, 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 clink. It's going to be like that, and then you'd go down and up. And this is before anything happened. I said, we are going in the wrong direction. Things are going to get out of control, and all you can do is stay in that ohm space and ride out this wave. And that's what we're doing. I'm like, darn it, I can't believe I said that. But our world was yeah. going too far in the materialistic, too far away from family, too far away from our communities, too far away from the things that really, really matter, which is our, our foundation in the chakra system is your home, your family, your health, you know, and then yeah. it's your community. And you want to make sure that we take care of Mother Nature. And we were going, you know, it was nice to see when everything shut down that I could see Seattle from Woodby Island. The skies were so blue. It looked, it was eerie how blue and beautiful it was. Right. You know? Right. What a reminder that was. What a, a lesson we saw as we were all starting to quarantine and, and stopping the world as we know it. All of a sudden, the world got beautiful. And the animals yeah. came out and they were crazy. They're like, whoa, for about a month, I was not out in the yeah. parks. And then they were like, we have rain, you know, we can do whatever we want again. Yeah. And yeah, I, I know absolutely. in Hawaii, the, the waters got better because the suntan lotion wasn't, you know, destroying <laughs> everything. So, yeah, the, you know, yeah. blessings and, and, and taking care of Mother Nature and seeing the skies clear. Um, I mean, without yeah. planes or anything was really, really nice. So Sure was. Sure was. A little sign of that. It's not too late. A sign that uh, when I say it's not too late, I mean, it's it's never too late to start doing the right thing, mm -hmm. no matter what. No and what. and tending to uh, where we come from, our earth, getting back to that. And, and see, over time, too, you have done these things that have um, reverberated. Uh, you know, I have my book in front of me. It's like mm -hmm. this book was at your place that got me mm -hmm. out and about to where I could teach this stuff. And, and, and I just so it does make a difference. Everything we do makes a difference. And if you can yeah. um, get more um, into the, the community that you live, volunteer. Because when mm -hmm. you opened a coffee shop, that was a volunteerism nonprofit, wasn't it? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Yep, yep. We were doing it with the, the love in our hearts for, for the right reasons. For the right reasons. And, uh, and I think we all just keep showing up in those ways. And the tribe grows. Well, Clint McEwen, give us your uh, website. Sure. Clint it is uh, Clint mccunemusic.com you can find me there mccunemusic.com beautiful uh, songs that if you want to check them out but we're going to end the show with I Am Alive and I just am so blessed to have you in my life Clint McCune and tell the family hi I sure will All love right. love love thank you join us next week for more people place and activities that will lift your spirits I am alive
beside himself at a table beneath the window near the door. And I stop and think to myself, did he ever really want more? And did he laugh? Did he live? And did he love and forgive? Did he yell just as loud as he could? Thank you. 